the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen with Briefing.com, a website that has got financial content that I start every morning checking out. Dr. Rosen, how are you? Oh, very good. How about yourself? I'm good. Um, Fed meeting day, is it one of those days where we should just schedule you for Thursday so we can talk about it after the fact, or is there something to say about what you're expecting to happen I mean, I, I don't think that today's meeting is overly important. I think that what we're trying to look at is to see uh, if there are any dissents and who's dissenting, basically just to get an idea if the um, the new committee that votes this uh, year is more dovish or hawkish than it was last year. I think that uh, if you read the, the bios of all the voting members, you would get the sense that it's a, a more dovish uh, board than it was last year. But uh, really, I think that's the only thing we're going to see this week or today. Uh, maybe you'll get a little bit more in the March meeting uh, in a couple months when you have a press conference after the fact, and they get a little bit more understanding about you know, what's going on on the inflation front in the U.S. and what's going on in the uh, inflation front in, in Europe. But um, you know, this meeting today doesn't seem to be, you know, uh, anything really large to be considered about. Economic data, anything ringing your bell out there as far as uh, data that you've seen trickle through? Uh, yesterday we had durable goods that were disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, those durable good numbers, I mean, it, it was it, it was much worse than we expected. Now, if you looked at the consensus value, you saw a big headline miss because the consensus had a, a small gain in overall durable goods and you had that large negative. A lot of that came from the fact that uh, people weren't taking into account the seasonal adjustment factors that we knew were going to affect uh, the aircraft industry, namely Boeing. So if you took that into account, the number wasn't a huge miss and we had a minus 3.2% forecast and the actual was minus 34 but the bigger problem was the uh, fact that shipments of uh, non sorry non defense uh, business capital x aircraft which we assume as a as a proxy for business equipment investment uh that's been negative for four consecutive months now and that's not good you know it, it, that factors into gdp growth which means that gdp cannot be uh strongly positive based on investment gains and that's worrisome. And if you delve even a little bit deeper, what we've been seeing over the last few years is a big increase in the unfilled orders of these goods. 
So manufacturers are basically getting orders for lots of uh, new equipment, but they haven't manufactured it and they haven't shipped it. And we're seeing it not not only just in, in you know the stockpile of unfilled orders, but the inventory backlogs aren't growing either. So you know, I don't know if businesses just believe that these orders are going to be canceled later on and they don't want to, uh, to build on it, or if the manufacturing sector as a whole is becoming more constrained by the uh, by their total capacity which is possible because we're getting capital utilization rates that are crouching back up towards 80 percent and that could mean that you know manufacturers just can't produce it so you know there's concern that there's uh, some sort of bottleneck in terms of investment growth and it's on the manufacturing side as opposed to the demand side and that could take a longer time to get unleashed, which could keep uh, investment growth from accelerating anytime soon. I find that to be a little disturbing. Like, I, I'm not saying your color has gone darker. <laughs> Do you feel that it has? Um, and you're, you're basing your you're, you're basing it no, on facts, I, so I'm not judgy. Right. When it, I've been going up and down over the last couple of weeks. Like if you talked to me in December, at the end of December, I was really optimistic. You talked to me in November, I was pretty, uh, you know, cautious. Right now, you know, I'm still leaning more towards the cautious side than the optimistic side. My GDP forecast for 2014 is 2.8%. Um, if oil prices stay at $50, if oil prices return back to their previous levels, I dropped my forecast down to 2.4, 2.5%. The consensus right now before the big drop in oil was 3%. You know, and if you talk to some economists now, you're getting uh, 2004, or, sorry, 2015 forecast of 32 to 3.5%. Um, so if you compare myself to them, I'm definitely on the on the pessimistic end. You know, these numbers aren't uh, helping me with that. You know, I'd like them to be stronger, <laughs> but that's where they are. Do you need a Xanax? <laughs> no, I, you know, I think that you know we're, we're getting into a point where there's just a lot of volatility, and unfortunately, with economic data, you only get most of the data on a monthly basis and it's delayed by a month so you don't get a fully good appreciation of what's going on in real time so you're hoping that things are improving when you can't really predict it uh, based on any data you can only predict it based on model finding or estimation so it makes things a little bit more difficult and it makes things a little bit more you know topsy-turvy when you make forecasts um, that said, you know, a lot of people are starting to look at uh, surveys as a more immediate uh, economic data point to get a better sense of what's going on right now. So, that, you know, you take into consideration all these PMIs that are available, all these consumer sentiment numbers, like the one you got yesterday. It was, you know, best since 2007. You know, but these sentiment indicators and these PMIs, they don't mean anything. I mean, they're just you know, what people feel. They don't tell you what people are actually spending or what businesses are actually doing. I mean, if you look at that durable goods report that I you know, talked about yesterday, the PMIs were all relatively strong, you know, in, in December. You know, there was really no regional survey that showed a sizable contraction. There was no survey that showed, uh, you know, real big weakness. The ISM national survey showed similar gains. So we shouldn't have had that big of a drop. Okay, now I feel like I'm talking to Joe Montana. You're the quarterback. 
you're the Tom Brady. I'm the Monday morning quarterback, so it's always easy to look at things. And Can I just hide behind the amateur analysis that jobs seem to be improving in the United States? Okay, I'm going to turn a blind eye to the middle class issue. But we're buying cars. The housing market seems to be relatively not strong, but moving forward. Can I hide behind that, or are you going to school me and tell me I don't know anything about the economy? No, totally you can't. and that's why you know GDP growth of two and a half to three percent is is possible. You know, it's just that you're not getting the acceleration that okay. you would want to see at this point in time. I mean, basically, we're still running a negative output gap, and I don't see it closing. You know, in 2015, uh, I think it's going to take a while, which means that the opportunity cost lost during the recession has not recovered yet. And it doesn't look like we're going to recover it in the near term. So things are getting better, but we're not at, you know, an optimal place. Anything that you're working on right now, Dr. Jeff Rose, an economist, chief economist with briefing.com that you want to make us aware of? Oh, GDP comes out on Friday. You know, it will be interesting to see how things are. Right now we're at 3.2%, which is exactly in line with our briefing.com consensus. Um, it's down from the 5% gains that we saw you know, last quarter. If you strip out inventories, I think we're going to be up about 2.5%, which is considerably down from last quarter, which was up 5 And a lot of the gains we're going to see is coming from lower prices, not necessarily quantity growth. So I think that uh, we won't really want to take a look to see you know, where the momentum is in, in the GDP report to get an idea of how things are going to be at the start of 2015. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Sometimes I just have to sit back and listen to him because I think his insights are way better than mine. And my tip of the hat that he is the Tom Brady, I hope all of you out there in listener land realize that what he does is really hardcore. Um, It's not just get in front of a microphone and talk and base your opinions off historical precedences. Um, Lots of stuff to think about. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, With Apple, it was a pretty impressive quarter. One area where I will caution you is you never want to get too cocky. So as it moves up or down, if there's a point where it's painful for you to own it, like if it were to lose 20%, 15%, be honest with yourself and put a stop loss somewhere near there. Now, again, stop losses are tricky because you're placing an order to sell it. And Wall Street makes money not from you know buying and selling, or they do make money from buying and selling. They make it from the transaction. They don't make it from being right on stocks. It's not like Vegas. They don't make money picking the winner. They make money getting enough people on both sides of the bet. And uh, that's what Wall Street sometimes looks a lot like Vegas. And uh, it's an incorrect thought, but I get it. American Airlines just had its best quarter ever with low price of oil. The longer oil stays lower, the more fat that the airlines are going to get, and they're going to be able to do things like buy back debt. So they'll put themselves in a better position for the future. Americans are going to spend $19 billion on Valentine's Day. Don't do it. That's all I have to say. Not that I'm a pessimist. Not that I'm not romantic. It's that most people aren't funding their 401ks. Show your lady how responsible you are. Put an extra $200 into the the nest egg for the two of you. 
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.